Hi, uh, Gareth. Hey, Dave. How are you? Good. I can. I, let's talk about you. Okay. Are you good? Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you for asking. You're not going to ask me how I'm doing. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. This is uh, this is awkward. Strong. Strong, strong, strong chant, strong work, guys. We'll wait for these people to sit down. Jesus Christ. I'm just kidding. Hi, everybody. Hi. What a great country. We saw, uh, we saw uh, the highway from the air- airport yep. to here. And then we saw, uh, I saw there's a Denny's. Congratulations. And uh, there's a Starbucks, McDonald's. You got all this stuff. Yeah, you're um, and then I walked down uh, a little ways, and I was like, "This is a city." <laughs> and then, uh, and so I feel like I've seen New Zealand. Yeah, I've just been in the casino, but wow, what a casino! Great casino, you guys! Uh, congratulations on that. <laughs> That's huge, and a Denny's. So things are popping. Yeah, things are popping. <laughs> A lot of you asked us to come here, and we well, did it. Look at how much, how and fast these two guys are eating. Yeah, this is crazy. Are you having a competition oh, to finish that bag of food? So I was gonna, I was gonna mention something. So we were in back, and I uh, started drinking a beer, and I was like, "Oh, that's weird. My, I feel a little. I haven't eaten today." Oh Jesus! I forgot to fucking eat. Oh, David. I got, we got up at 5, 15? Yep. Got on a plane. I slept. I missed the meal. Got off the plane. And then I was like, oh, I'll walk around. I had a tea. You didn't go to Denny's? They have a Denny's. I only go there on my birthday. That's true. It's a good day for the B-Day. Oh, fuck. Oh, David, David, relax. Look at that food. Thank you. So nice. Well, Dave, you're going to have to separate the So this is another thing I was going to talk about. You guys have weird bags. Oh, my God. What kind of bag is this? This is like two regular bags fucked. What is with... Thank you very much. Well, Dave, you have dinner. It's candy. And worst case, you can eat this eight-foot-tall bag. Thank you for bringing that. I've never even seen a bag that size. So it is, without what question, is the craziest bag I've ever seen. It's just a brown bag. It doesn't bag make that's... any sense. What is it for? Look at, imagine if I told you I could pick up a brown paper bag from here. You'd be like, you're crazy. But I'm not crazy, guys. That's why I invented crazy bags. <laughs> crazy bags. Like two regular bags had a crazy fuck bag. Is your food... Taller? Okay, so at some point I might pass out. I think that's the point I was making. Um, anything else? I mean, I, I, we usually we like to talk about the country, but we literally flew to one of the most beautiful places on Earth, and then we're leaving before we can see anything. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to get back to L.A. <laughs> got to go see that beautiful area again. You know, when it rains and the smog clears for an hour and a half. <laughs> Everyone's like, wow, there's a sky. What are the odds? Um, should we... Let's do this first, and then we'll yeah, do yeah. the... You're listening to The Dollop! <laughs> this is a bi-weekly American history podcast that we do once a week. And each 
week, I, photo taker, dog owner. Do you only have two now? Is yeah. That, have you literally run out of all the boring things? Dave Anthony reads a story <laughs> from American history to a guy. Named Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. But we can't fight this battle alone tonight, David. No, we can't. We've employed the talents of two other gentlemen. Guy Williams and David Ferrier. David, uh, did Tickled? Uh, you're, you're, you're running for prime minister or something? <laughs> no, um, I'm a David Ferrier impersonator. Okay. Uh, okay. We look very similar and often people ask me before my gigs, like, good luck with the movie and stuff like that. And I say, thanks. I just don't yeah. correct Just them. take it. Yeah. Just take it on board. <laughs> and you guys, your second episode... Was, was tickled. About, yeah, was about tickled. tickled. And everyone thinks that I stole... You did. ...the movie idea <laughs> off you guys. <laughs> no, no not that's not true, is it? You stole it off me and Dylan. That's amazing, <laughs> yeah, truly. <laughs> but no, it's lovely to be here. Love the podcast. Unknown date, late 1700s. <laughs> late 1700s? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good, I just wanted to get the arrow right. We're going to see how this goes, but uh, there's going to be a lot of fuck-ups. <laughs> I apologize in advance. I already noticed that uh, instead of chief, it already says chill. Better position. <laughs> I'm the chill of police. Tapahi. Nothing. No? Tapahi? No, nothing. That wasn't... You're looking to us. No, the wi- I, we brought the whitest guys in the world on. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm just sitting here panicking right now, <laughs> basically. Uh, was a Maori senior chief of the Northwestern Bay of Islands. Is that near, is okay. that near here? What? What just happened? Maori. Maori, isn't that what I said? What did I say? Maori. Am I not saying it right? It might be because I'm from another country and I can't... <laughs> okay, so what's the exact... Am I saying Maori is not right? Maori. Maori. Am I rolling an R a little bit? Is that the deal? Yeah, a little bit of rolling R. But if we're getting hung up on this, it's going to be a long podcast. <laughs> like, it's literally the first word. Yeah. Well, we don't, we don't roll R's in America, so, uh, like, they, they do it in, in, in uh, Mexico with the Spanish language, but it's very hard for us to start to roll our R's. Look, you're doing very well. Yeah, you did great. You did trying. Great. Didn't you do great, guys? You're didn't trying, you do great. and I just really <laughs> great. All right, Maori. Is that better, Maori? Yeah, it's good. Yeah? All right, all right. Really good. Uh, A little too good. I mean, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like the last thing I should do is come here and offend the, the native people. <laughs> yes. So let's try not to... Well, it's I'll... nice that that's finally the policy. <laughs> Could have used that in the late 1700s. Now, his principal pa? Yep, fuck yeah, nailed it. It's two, it's literally two letters. His principal pa was on a small island called Tepuna. Yep, fucking killing it. He usually lived at, at a nearby inlet, but kept his weapons store on Tepuna. He had several wives, one of whom he put to death for her venomous tongue. Jesus. 
don't fucking, this is a serious don't talk back time. Right. Okay. Late 1700s. <laughs> sure. He had at least four sons and three or more daughters. It's pretty vague. Yeah, very vague. Yep. It's hard to keep track. So he could have 30 sons and 19 daughters. Yeah. One daughter he kept confined in a small storehouse for several years because she was a high-born woman reserved for an important marriage alliance. So she, she just had to stay in a... She has to stay where you keep the jams and wine because she's someday <laughs> going to be a great bride? Yeah. Okay. Because sure. if she gets out, you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> God forbid. She could live. I mean... They, <laughs> they, they run off and then, you know, they're out there with their vagina. I wonder what makes them want to run away. Nothing about being locked in a storage cellar. We should bring this back. No, I don't think so. So another daughter married a European who left her uh, in Sydney. So he married her and then he brought over and he's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> and they just dumped her in Sydney. Okay. Um, in 1805, Tepahi and four of his sons took a small colonial ship to Australia. This always fucking amazes me because... After, you know, now that we can look back, it, clearly a bad idea to hang out with white people. <laughs> but it always amazes me when n native people go on trips. They're like, yeah, I'll get on your boat. This seems like it'll be fine. Yeah. That's how it always starts, too. Then the next thing you know, he's like, we don't have anything. They took all of our science and tools. <laughs> God damn these people. It seemed like a great idea at the time. Uh, they went to meet uh, Philip uh, King, the lieutenant governor of Norfolk Island, and King had a reputation for being very good to the Maori. Really? <laughs> kind of milking that a little bit. Yeah. Back, back in the 1700s, how good was the reputation for being very good to the Maori as well? Was that like not confiscating land? I Is think at, at, at this point, yeah, it's not an issue yet. <laughs> so right now, it's just like, hey, you guys want to trade and stuff? Like, you can give us some wood, and we'll give you some guns, and we'll see what happens. Like, it's not, it's not where it goes. It's, it's the early days. Yeah, it's before... Before uh, someone had the great idea of, like, let's just steal everything. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that. Can I just apologize for being the local expert who just was asking the American guys a question? <laughs> I just realized how useless I'm going to be. And amazing that you found a story that I haven't heard. I don't know if that makes me a bad New Zealander or... No, it just makes you white. So... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one thing we've learned on this podcast is that the people who know the least about the country they're from is the people in the country. Like, <laughs> like you're just not taught what happened, the reality of what happened. You're taught, like, this sort of surfacey bullshit. Right? Yeah. That's what helped this podcast. <laughs> uh, but the ship captain uh, that they took was not a good one, and he treated the passengers horribly. He threatened to keep Tapahi's eight-year-old son as payment for their trip. <laughs> it's a weird time. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tapahi's so casual with his kids that I think he'll be like, fair deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I still got three-ish, so <laughs> that'll play. I got, I got one. Girl locked back at home in mint condition. Yeah. <laughs> Been keeping her in a shed, and mm, she is fucking like the it's day she was It's gonna take her a born. while to adjust to the light again, but once she does, you're gonna love her. Once her eyes are opening normally, you love her. Uh, the Norfolk Island Commandant rescued the eight-year-old. Uh, on the island, they learned King was now governor of New South Wales, so, so uh, they were put on a ship to Sydney. 
And Tapahi was the first influential Maori leader uh, to visit New South Wales. To King, having a new place in New Zealand for whaling ships to anchor was invaluable. So sure. that's what they want. They just want a place to put let, ships, let whalers hang out. Because whalers were cool. I don't know if you have read, <laughs> read about them, but super awesome guys. I was more of a oh, sailor's yeah. man myself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. They're good too. Well, sailors are the gateway to the gateway drug to the whalers. <laughs> um, King did everything he could to convince Tapahi how great it would be to have a relationship with the Europeans. And now looking back, he was right. Yeah. <laughs> they good stayed. Sell. What? Good sell. Yeah. They stayed for three months, during which time they were guests at the government house. Uh, the chief was given iron tools, fruit trees, seedlings, and livestock among many other gifts. Kick yeah. ass. I bet it was for Joa trees because we have way too many of those here in Auckland. <laughs> you get, we give you livestock when you come to America. Yeah, you, remember when you came over last time we gave you a goat? I love that goat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have fee Joes yet? Have what? Fee Joes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Trump's bringing in a bunch of them. Are you, you saying a them, word? You call them something different, because I've seen Fijos, but you call them something different in America. It's like a green oblong thing, and it's delicious. Are you talking about a zucchini? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Very big here. <laughs> Does anybody know what he's talking about, what we call it in America? Oh, gua- oh a gua- pineapple guava. Pineapple guava? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I know about those. We, we, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> well, He's just trying to be cool. I go, yeah. I mean, I know guava. It's a different kind of guava? Yeah, it's a white guava. A white guava. Oh, that's oh well, don't wow. talk to the white guavas. That's what I'll tell you right now. <laughs> They'll take your whole tree by the time this is done. <laughs> <laughs> so King also gave Tabahi a prefabricated house to uh, erect... It, in the Bay of Islands. So he can put like seven daughters in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just pack all his daughters Wait, in. Wait, he gave him like a completed house? Yeah. The, I, I've, I keep reading this. So apparently this is this, a thing. Like the British would give people a, a fucking prefab and then they'd put it up. <laughs> it was for Europeans when they came so they'd feel comfortable and not, you know, have to live like the natives or like, you know. Hopefully it was a goddage, uh, which is a New Zealand invention, which is a combination of a cottage and a garage. <laughs> And it would be great, because, I mean, the car's not invented yet, but when it is, boy, oh, boy, will we be parking it dry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tapahi also came with some stuff. He gave King some fine clocks and a stone mirror. Oh, that's a good one, too. (laughs) Boy, I love stone. I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is? (laughs) I used to have a stone mirror, and the reflection was not great. (laughs) How do you sell someone on that? I don't know. I think it's just a stone. Keep looking. Okay, I mean, he said eventually. I don't know what I'm expecting here. It just looks like goddamn stone still. Uh, Toppy saw the advantages of learning about other cultures and having an exchange of technologies. After he met uh, the famous uh, sheep farmer John MacArthur, Tapahi wanted several of his tribe members to come to Australia and learn how to raise sheep. So okay. this, guy's, this guy realizes there's advantages to meeting the other cultures and, and exchanging. He's got a, uh, an open mind, shall sure. we say. Mm. What? Uh, it's just, I think if I've learned one thing, it's 
Time to close that mind a little. Uh, <laughs> don't open it so much. King wanted to send a party of observers to stay with Tapahi, but that plan uh, was scrapped when William Bly took over. It wasn't all good. Tapahi was horrified at the brutal sentences Europeans received for minor theft. Yeah. We've talked about it over the past couple nights a little bit, because it'll be like someone took a chair and they get killed, and then someone murdered someone and they're out in five years. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally. Yeah. Like, if, it, was just, it was just a way to get rid of the poor off uh, their fucking awesome island that, that, that is now going great. How long until they want Australia back? <laughs> they're very Years. close. Were you being sarcastic? Or were you saying it's now going great sarcastically? Or were you yeah. being that face? Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're Just checking. The what? Just checking. Because <laughs> for a minute there, you're talking about how they're getting rid of the poor, and then you said it was now going great, and I didn't get the sarcasm, so I was like, does he think the plan worked? <laughs> uh, if there's one thing I know about David's, that he doesn't think the plans are working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, King wanted to send, oh, like I said, no, so, uh, so Bly takes over. Um, he's uh, uh, upset or, or amazed by the sentences people get. Uh, Tapahi is not into Aborigines at all. He did not like how little clothes they wore or their weapons and how they chose to live. Jesus. I love that. So I he's love got that, notes. I love that a guy from, a native guy from an island came over and go, what the fuck is with these guys? Jesus. <laughs> Put some, put some fucking pants clothes on. on. Put, a, put a pair of pants. How about Good you guys God. ever invented khakis? Let's go. Um, during his time in Sydney, he met Samuel Marston, who was a chaplain, did his best to convert the Maori. Uh, Tapahi went to church regularly when he was in Australia and would have long discussions with Marston about religion. Okay. Let's get some Jesus in there, right? Yeah, always. It works out well. Mm, always. Jesus. No, when you're, when you're taking the orders from a, a visible man in the sky, they're whoa, logical. Whoa, 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 whoa. Huh. There's a book. <laughs> what do you mean there's a book? There's a history book about that guy. Yeah, I'm aware. It's a great read. Makes a lot of sense. Still. Yeah. 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 I, always, I, I always love it when people start talking about Christianity, because I was raised as a Baptist. Were you oh, really? Shit. And so I was fully on board for quite a long you were. time. Oh my god! Yeah, dinosaurs and people living together—absolutely fine. You just hide up a tree, right? Yeah. <laughs> Noah's Ark. Like, I was the best at shooting down people when they didn't understand Noah's Ark. Go, How did the dinosaurs get on? It's be like they were baby dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> they were. Noah trained them all for two weeks before they got on there. I was fully on board for about 20 years. 20 years? Wow. Jeez. I'm a real idiot. <laughs> You're going to fit right in, my man. <laughs> wow. I would have no never idea. thought that. What, what happened? What changed? I just... I, I left, um, left home, left Tauranga. Uh-huh. Uh, went to university, met some people that weren't Christians. <laughs> And they were like, he didn't have baby dinosaurs, David. You're like, no, they were friendly baby dinosaurs. Guys. Blew my mind. Yeah. First day of college. But what about the dinosaurs? Were they... Where did he there? house them? Because they were violent. <laughs> Truly, think about how he had to organize the ark in this philosophy. Who could, how could he put, you can't put, what could he put I'm next very, to each other? I'm very annoyed at my upbringing because I look back at those arguments I was having with people, very embarrassing. <laughs> but at the time, I was speaking logic. 
<laughs> you get back in contact well, with them now and get them on Facebook and go, hey man, sorry about the stuff I said about the dinosaurs. Yeah, I've always thought, I've always thought a, a thing I want to do sometime is meet the people that I converted to Christianity when I was <laughs> 17. <laughs> And kind of just knock on their door and they've got like 10 kids and they're like loving God and just be like, about that thing? (laughs) Yeah. Wasn't wasn't true. Yeah. I just want to tell you uh, the thing I said about dinosaurs, it's not real. (laughs) But congratulations on all this fertility. You guys are really plowing. This is awesome. Look at them. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to butt in with a personal. No, I liked it. I mean, it was very appropriate considering Cain, what's happening. Cain, Abel, Joseph, come and meet your Uncle David. He's the reason you're here. Yay. Hi, guys. Hey, good to see you guys. Um, so their relationship, Tapahi and uh, Marsons, their relationship allowed Marson to begin planning a church missionary society in New Zealand that would be under Tapahi's protection. Tapahi and his sons were put on board the Lady Nelson in 1806. Real quick, what is yeah. the plan again? Oh, well, he, he's just going to, uh, you know, start bringing Christians over and uh, converting all the people who are living their lives. Pretty fucking awesome. Tapahi is. Uh, well, he's, he's going to protect the missionaries. Okay, gotcha. But, uh, right. So the other guy, yeah. Gotcha. He's on board. He's like, this sounds great. Let's right. just fuck this place up. Right. <laughs> so Tapahi and his sons were put on board the Lady Nelson in 1806 with all the shit he'd been given and headed back to the Bay of Islands. They put up the prefabricated house. That's got to be a huge moment. Yeah. (laughs) All right, there. That'll do. (laughs) Hey, we made... It doesn't stick out at all. It's not weird at all. It's this big fucking prefab house in the middle. This is going to be great when Europeans come and they feel super comfortable. Yeah. Um, So so his entire experience in Australia made him very pro-trade. Okay. As was common back then, people opened their local papers to find out the comings and goings of ships. And the readers in the Sydney Gazette found this in the day's paper. Quote, on Wednesday sailed the Boyd, Captain Thompson, for the Cape of Good Hope with coal, cedar, and other plank and timber. Whoa, what a story. Yeah. (laughs) Pop the lid off of that one, huh? (laughs) Honey, did you hear what happened with the Boyd? Of course I did. I'm not an idiot. (laughs) I've been reading about it all day. It's fascinating. Cedar? And coal, I I know. We live in a great time. It's an exciting time to be alive. Can you imagine before boats? What did they talk of? (laughs) I don't know. Who knows? Oh. What what was... (laughs) You cool? What's going on? I'm very excited. Boats get me hot. Boats get you hot? You're hot. Oh, all right. I get randy. Well, permission to enter the harbor, my love. <laughs> I can't imagine the um, story about the coal and cedar on the Boyd um, got many clicks as well. I think this is why print journalism is kind of dying, really, It's clickbait. It? They should have said, the Boyd has arrived, what was on it, click here to find out. Yeah, they, no, they didn't do that. They put it all right up fucking top. Yeah. You, you'll find if you go back and, and look at the uh, titles of books, they just put the whole thing in the title. <laughs> How starved for entertainment were people that they'd read about what was inside the ships? Ship, 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 what was coming in and leaving on ships was the entertainment of the time. Like, they fucking couldn't get enough of it. But 
it was they were just like what they would literally open the paper and be like what ship is coming in and read all about what was on it. it one of the few things that has always baffled me on the podcast is what excited people and what was in the paper like there was a time when a, an attractive woman had 10,000 men following her to the train just cuz <laughs> just cuz it was like in the paper and people were like let's do it it's an exciting time to be alive there's a lady <laughs> This is why I've never watched the movie The Shipping News. Because I assume it's just about Jane Doody, Judy Dench uh, reading out things that are on ships. I'd rather call her Jane Doody. J- <laughs> Jane, that's what we call her down here in New Zealand. <laughs> Jane Doody? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> the guy introducing her to the Queen. Dame Judy, Dame Judy. Uh, Your Majesty, meet Jane Doody. Oh, God. Fuck. Jane Doody. She's. Do- Pooh woman. Oh my god. No, no, no. No, no, no. Meet the poo woman. No, no, no. No, no, no. <sighs> James Duty. God damn it. So, the Boyd was owned by George Brown. It sailed from England in March with a boat full of Irish, and now it was making a return voyage with a valuable cargo. <laughs> <laughs> I did do that on purpose. <laughs> But it wasn't done yet. Captain John Thompson planned to stop first in New Zealand and trade for some, oh, here's a, cowrie spars? Cow- you pretty much nailed it. Cowrie. Cowrie. Yeah. cowrie. Uh, uh, so spars are long poles used for masts and booms. I don't have to tell you that on ships. No, they're used for masts and booms. Yeah. Uh, and What's so, a boom? <laughs> and so this is wood that they thought was the best fucking wood, and it was all over New Zealand. Hey, didn't think it is the best wood. Yeah. It's off the hook. Yeah. Yeah. A clap for some wood. All right, New Zealand. Good wood. Oh. How else do Let's you build just... a cottage? <laughs> Let's just take a moment to point out that you're definitely island people. Because you just cheered for a type of wood. Not only, not only cheered for wood, but fantasized about a goddage made out of that wood. <laughs> the best house New Zealand can possibly imagine. Yeah. One of our favorite pastimes here in New Zealand is often hiking to a kauri tree mm. to touch it. To touch it? <laughs> to look at it. To see it. <laughs> you guys are so on the same page about it. Yeah. <laughs> do it every weekend. I was going to do that tonight, but I had to come to this bullshit. Oh, well, we're sorry. Jesus. <laughs> so, so you guys are literally no different than the late 1700s. <laughs> look, that's, look, mate, if there was a beautiful woman heading to a train, we would be there. <laughs> After this, we'll go head out the wood, go see some Remus, go see some Kauri, it'd be beautiful. <laughs> so... David was like, you go hike to touch it, or look at it, or see it. It's great. <laughs> you don't have to touch it. You guys <laughs> started on that. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, you I went right. Away. Uh, no, you went right yeah. for it. You went right in. Touching no foreplay t- with the tree. Yeah, you don't just have to go, touch you it. You just go up there, and there's just all these fucking <laughs> New Zealand people. Like, oh, oh, <laughs> what are they God, doing? Man. Am I an avatar? What's going on over here? Uh, he just put his tail in the tree. He's tail fucking the tree. <laughs> I love that you referenced Avatar. Of all things. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, 
that film. You know, they're making another three of them here. Yeah, why not? It's great. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I enjoy it for the dialogue. I don't know why you guys like it. Uh, yeah. I like the dialogue. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not a good movie to watch on shrooms or anything. No, it's definitely the dialogue is what it is. Hey, I don't want to hear anything bad said about Avatar. That is a New Zealand institution. We're very proud of it. That and Cody looking is like what's propping up our economy right now. <laughs> Are they going to make them here, the, the new... Yeah, we make the Coldy and we make the Avatars. <laughs> Those no. are the two things we make. All right, we're going to fact check That's some true. of that. That's yeah. <laughs> true. We're going to check that out later. So about 70 people were uh, aboard the ship on their way back to England. There was uh, a two-year-old, Betsy Broughton, and her mom. Besides the usual Europeans, there was a young Maori named Hori Teara. Uh, the crew called him George. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I think we're just going to go with George. Uh, You seem like a George. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He was the son of a Natiuru chief who ruled the inner Fangaroa Harbor. We would correct you, but we can't do any better. (laughs) Nati. So so I looked up a... the WH thing, how are you finding that? Well, fuck me. I mean, <laughs> so I f- I'm reading about it, and I'm like, oh, there's a video here about this. And, I, and the guy's like, I'm like, what the f- fuck? I look at it again. I'm like, how is the W a, a, f- a fuss? What the fuck is happening? I tweeted about it. I was like, this is fucking bullshit. They're whole, they don't even know what letters are. <laughs> WH is pronounced what? It's spelled WH, and they're pronouncing it f- I have no notes on that. I think that's great. <laughs> Aim high. No, that's... I mean, you guys still have problems with that? Or? I'm sorry I can't help you out more. I literally, before I came here, I was like, man, I hope he doesn't do a New Zealand story because I am screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Any Kiwis listening to this, um, David Faria was no good whatsoever. I almost put a bit of extra pronunciation on your name. I was like, that was David weird. Faria. No, it's just an F. I was giving it a W-H. W-H. <laughs> just an F. Very white. <laughs> So is it called a field barrel? What? Huh? Huh? <laughs> I like listening to you guys when you're telling a story about another country that goes like goes real awful, but it's not as fun when it's like your own. <laughs> Just realizing that now, I'm like, why aren't I enjoying this? <laughs> it's like, oh, it's right, it's us. <laughs> I I will say you you handled it much better than the Australians did. They we had one the other day and they were. Not down. <laughs> but it's one of their heroes. So, uh, this is going to be fine. So, George, uh, no, what do you, what do you, when, when uh, like, people from America come and they call it, uh, it when Garoa, does everyone just fucking laugh at him? Yeah? It's a fucking W! <laughs> Scottish. Is that really? It's a Scottish? Oh, that's amazing Holy news. shit, the fucking Scottish. So some drunk asshole. <laughs> well, let's just finish this and head back to the pub then. <laughs> Shouldn't take too bloody long, should it? <laughs> is back as price feel now. <sighs> I'm fucking pissed as a goddamn dick right now. Christ almighty. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yes, Dad's house right here! Oh shit, I think I made WH go fit. <laughs> doesn't notice. 
David, did you want to jump in with this, uh, your Scottish accent? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first European ship to stop at Fengaroa uh, was called the Star in 1805 or 1806. The chief asked the captain to take his son, Teara, to Europe, where he could get some iron tools and fish hooks for the tribe. So off Teara went. And on the Star, they called him George because, you know, why use someone's real name? Right. So Teara had served as a sailor for a while on the sealer. Uh, he was with other Maori. I assume a prince would not travel alone, right? He'd no. Have a, a crew or... He's yeah. got an entourage. Entourage? Yeah, for sure. That's the, probably the actual word? Yeah. Uh, so after journeying across the Southern Ocean, he switched ships in Australia and was now headed home. While the star was at sea, another ship had stopped at Fangaroa. In 1808, two years before the boy had arrived, a ship named the Commerce had stopped in the harbor to pick up provisions. The captain met the Maori tribe that lived there, and he showed them a pocket watch he had, which they were fucking super into, because they'd never seen anything like it, and they thought it was a receptacle of the gods. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mate, we're from New Zealand, all right? I've got an eye watch and people have been amazed for days. No, I mean, just the way you guys react to a tree, I can't imagine <laughs> what you would do with a watch. <laughs> it was kind of like when we were in uh, primary school. Does anyone remember being in primary school and some kids, the rich kid would always have like a baby G watch and you'd press, you'd press the light and there'd be a tiny little pixelated man that would do a snowboarding trick or something like that? And that, I thought, was a gift from the gods. <laughs> So I can only so, imagine what it'd be like if I was Mouldy and saw a, a, a pocket watch. So it'd be like a Baby G equivalent. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that's also the best reaction you can get to a pocket watch. <laughs> You're like, check it out, it keeps time. This is the gods. Sure, yeah, it's the gods. Yeah, totally, for sure. It's that too. Anyway, I got a 4.30. I got to get moving, guys, so... Uh, so it was all going well until the captain accidentally dropped the watch into the harbor. Oh! The gods! <laughs> to the Maori, Maori, this Maori. was a I fucked up. Uh, to the Maori, this was a bad omen. That evening, the commerce took off without the usual protocol and goodbyes. Probably mad about the watch. Sure. To the Maori. Okay. Fuck. Okay. When I came in here to the green room, I go, "Are there going to be many words in Tireo? Because I'm not going to be much help." And he said, "No, it's fine. There's hardly any at all." So far, it's been 90% Tireo. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I, th I felt like when I was writing it, I was like, I thought this would be a lot worse. But it turns out I, I can't say just the Maori, right? Maori. No, you're, doing, you're trying Maori. hard. It's me and David who should be yeah. embarrassed. You're trying. Whangaroa, is it? Is it Whangaroa is the word we're trying to say? Whangaroa. And Maori. Yeah. But yeah, you're, you're, doing, you're doing a great job. I nailed job. that one. Now, yeah, look, we, look, as New Zealanders, we just appreciate people coming here <laughs> you know this is the yes! so you, get, you, you set a low bar with a tree honestly um, at the end of the movie Point Break when the dude says he's going to paddle to New Zealand yeah. that was the proudest moment in our nation's history <laughs> for literally 25 years until Lord of the Rings came out that was us we're so proud <laughs> Um, so, so the ship takes off, um, and, and without saying goodbye, so the Maori thought that was 
a b- bad intent that the captain was like he was up to something. Oh yeah. Turns out they were sort of right because someone on the ship had the flu. <laughs> the Maori Not had good. no resistance for some reason. Mm. Uh, Sixty died uh, soon after the Yay. ship sailed off. Uh, the tragedy demanded Utu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How you doing? I'm right leaving. Guys. <laughs> It, it, what has happened Utu. just now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm going to try to explain this. It's a little bit difficult for uh, guys like us. Sure. So Utu is a Maori concept of reciprocation or balance. To retain mana, uh, both <laughs> friendly and unfriendly actions require an appropriate response. So Utu covers both the reciprocation of kind deeds and the seeking of revenge. It's to balance shit out. Okay. Now, Sounds karmic. Yeah, kind of, in right. a way, yeah. Mana is a concept that basically can't be described by our stupid white man words. <laughs> so it's, I, tried to, I tried to, I was like, I, I give up. Okay. Uh, so it's, so, but, how, what, so did, it's, what was the disease he gave them? Uh, the, what, it was, was it the flu that We? Came? I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, what did you did do? get a little personal. Like, guy, 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 don't do this. <laughs> uh, yeah, the flu. It was just a common flu. And they were like, yeah, Bob's got the flu on the boat. And then they're like, oh, everybody's dying. So yeah. I think, I, I don't have the best understanding, but I think the way it would work is that um, uh, they gave the flu to, the, uh, to them. So in response, they need to give them chlamydia or something. <laughs> in right. I don't know if that's technically right, but I think that's in the ballpark. That's <laughs> close. Yeah, I, can't, I don't see what's wrong with that. <laughs> So now uh, the whites had brought something that was hurting and killing the Maori, so they had the right to reply in some way. Yep. If you don't reply, your family and others will ask why you aren't balancing out the situation. Gotcha. Okay. Um, That's a good philosophy. Yeah. I can't wait how they're going to balance out 60 people dying of the flu. <laughs> no. oh, hold I'm, on. Uh, it's going to be tough. I'm, uh, I'm excited like, to find out how they did. Uh, <laughs> Um, and that wasn't the only thing that needed balancing. This is when the Boyd came rolling in in December 1909. During the journey from Sydney to New Zealand, the re- relationship between the captain and George had gone south. Okay. Yeah, well, George had an attitude ever since his name was removed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not been the George we knew and loved since then. <laughs> George refused to work for his passage. Uh, he had already worked over a year on other ships and received nothing for his work, so he considered himself injured. Uh, but other Maori were working, so the captain didn't get why George wasn't, and so he had George flogged, as was custom at sea, but not really custom for a prince. So uh, some, say, some say George was too sick to work. Another account said the ship's cook accidentally threw some pewter spoons overboard and then accused George of stealing them, so that's why he was flogged. Alexander Barry in a so letter... What spoons? He threw some spoons. Pewter spoons. spoons, yep. Some spoons. spoons. Yeah, he accidentally tossed spoons over, and then he was like, George threw the spoons. <laughs> That's so, so like, George. Why would you steal the spoons on a boat? Like, well, you no. don't want people eating soup, right? Is <laughs> yep. that what it is? Uh, he was really against soup. Yeah. And but stirring. Like, who thinks up there is a crime? Like, I'm going to steal all the spoons. Well, they, they were killing people for taking handkerchiefs, so it's a fucked up time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Alex- Alexander Barry, in a letter describing the event, said, quote, the captain had been rather too hasty in resenting some slight theft. Either way, <laughs> flogging a uh, chief, as he was considered, were basically belitting- belittling him and destroying his mana. I think it's uh, chill. His chill. <laughs> yeah. 
This was a serious cultural difference. George was considered a chief, so in the Maori world, he had the right to tell everyone on the ship what to do. And now he was being beaten and deprived of food. Right. Oh, right. They, they put him in a room and they stopped feeding him. Hey, oh. I, I know that sounds bad, but he did possibly steal some spoons. <laughs> so clearly this would also demand Utu. Uh, there was a 15-year-old cabin boy on the ship named Tom Davis, and he secretly gave George food after he was flogged and locked away. So now the boy rolls into the harbor and drops anchor with the expectation of getting some really fucking awesome wood from your <laughs> really great trees. Yeah, yeah, Cowdy I mean, tree. They, yeah, these are... Cowdy tree, where top, everyone's... They, just a bunch of, of people line. touching it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one with all the guys around it. Uh, Why are there so many people on the boat? They wouldn't let go of the tree. So I'm we sorry. Had, uh, we brought them. You guys have never touched a fucking cowdy tree. Yeah. Don't ever, take the piss ever, out of it. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever... right. <laughs> wow. Fair. Wow. It's really uh, cocky for <laughs> people who don't live near sequoias. <laughs> uh, have you ever kissed a What up? Sequoia? What up? Yeah, I fucking threw down some sequoias. David, 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 David. You want David, some? Dave, David, David. Try to fucking wrap your arms around David, that. David, David. Dave. Dave. The hell just happened to you? People are throwing trees in my face. Nobody I'm just threw saying, a tree we got in better, my face. I'm just saying we got and better trees. And if they did, trees. from what I hear, it'd be a great experience. We got better trees. Don't. What? Yeah. What and that's where and that's where the show took a very bad turn. <laughs> <laughs> Ever heard of a Putukawa tree, mate? <laughs> All right. All right. Getting... Don't even get me started on Rimu. <laughs> Um, Totoro? Panga? <laughs> okay, you guys are throwing a lot of names out there. Yeah, suddenly, suddenly the white guys know a lot of words. <laughs> so, um, living nearby were around 17,000 or so Maori who were looking for Utu. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of Utu. Um, and they didn't even know what had happened to George yet. So, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I thought this was a retaliation moment for George. They're going to be happy. <laughs> so just inside the harbor, the boy had dropped anchor and, uh, in a place surrounded by cowdy trees. Cowdy? Yeah. Yeah, fucking nailed it. At some point, George is able to see his people and show the whip marks on his back. Then George and his brother, Tapuhi. I Tim. Know, it's fucked up because the other guy is <laughs> Tapahi and this guy's Tapuhi, so it's... And I phonetically put poo there. What do you want to see? Go back in time and tell them to like differentiate their names? Your name is Dave and he's David. This is confusing for everybody. (laughs) And guy looks like David. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. Messed up. Um, So, uh, Tapui told Captain Thompson, better uh, Cowdy was further inland. Who wouldn't listen to a guy that um, his brother was just flogged? Oh, boy. Just a little further. Little further. <laughs> right up here where all these men with knives are. <laughs> right around here. So Captain Thompson sailed further up the Kaior River. A few days later, the captain and three boatloads of sailors uh, were es- escorted up the Kaior River by... Okay, you Ma- always struggle with it once. Why attempt it a second time? <laughs> it's just hard. <laughs> I-, I can't even get what, r- what river you're trying to get at there. Oh, you're doing you're doing well. We're glad you've come here <laughs> all the way from another land. You're doing it's really like, well. 
It's like the mom I never had. Just being really nice. Um, Keep trying. You tried. You tried. You guys tried. Um, uh, so they're being led up the river. They had no idea uh, they were being taken to the village of George's tribe. Right as they were brought ashore, the warriors turned on them and started angrily scolding Captain Thompson for his treatment of George. Dope. It's Utu time. Yeah. <laughs> the captain tried to negotiate with George's brother, Tapuhi, but he was having none of it. Tapuhi then shouted, kill them, and it was on. The attack was so fast, the sailors were unable to fire a single shot. They were all dead. Wow. Well, wow. That's like... <laughs> That is like some Matrix shit. <laughs> that escalated. Just, that's one of those things where the lights go out and then they're on and everyone's dead. And you're yeah. just like, wait, what happened? Yeah. Wait, wait. So, so the, um, the Europeans had guns. Yeah. And the Maori had no guns. No guns. And they just... M- Massacred That them. made me proud to be a New Zealander almost. <laughs> yeah. But you're a European. Uh. <laughs> Any more details on how that went down? No, it just... Uh, that's all they that was all the record was was that they they didn't have a chance to fire a shot I assume they were completely surrounded and you know and they were just waiting to you know yeah well it's also when it took a minute to load a gun too yeah because the the Europeans yeah and the Europeans were like hey man we're here to just hang out so where are these great trees oh shit hurry load them All right, hand me that (laughs) hand me that give me that give me the gunpowder give me the gunpowder put that in there get the bullet oh god we're all dead (laughs) Um, so then the uh, Maori got busy eating them Oh, okay. No, that's what you would do. Don't oh, like that. Well, give up. I'd eat them. It's fucking yum. It's yum. <laughs> yum strong. Um. Are you honestly saying here, and you would be a little bit, a little bit tempted to eat, taste some human? I am personally am not, uh, and this is no offense to your culture. I. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm not red. I mean, I don't eat meat in general. Uh, I guess I would go with man if I had to go back. Maybe I'd eat a bit of man. <laughs> You're sick, mate. You are sick. <laughs> um, How long after until they start eating? Well, they, they, get, they get on it pretty quick. Is, um, it a, is it out of hunger or is it It's out a whole of... ceremony okay. thing right. that they do. So, yeah. um, does the meat... S- does it, when you hunt animals, doesn't if you shoot the animal but it's startled or in pain, the meat spoils or something? Am I right? So I'm guessing this would be some very spoiled human meat. Are you yes. saying that if you shoot an animal that's freaked out, that it, the meat's not good? Is that well, there's some... Yeah. yeah there is are that some... really supposed to be a thing? That's why you surprise there... them. There are really some that say... really got to sneak up. Yeah, the, the idea, like the idea of the last thing that the flesh you're eating experienced was total fear. And that that's that, and you obviously don't. But that's what I like theory. about yeah. that. No, I, I when I go to the butcher, I go, yeah. What what was the most frightened today? Yeah, no, no. Dave's <laughs> walked back into a subway and been like, I don't know, I wasn't that scared. I don't know. <laughs> no, good turkey I mean, sandwich, but I wasn't that scared. Here in New Zealand, you know, we, you know, you got to be sneaky. You sneak up, you surprise it, mm-hmm. fucking stab it, yeah. and then you eat it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are we talking about people? We're talking about people or animals? They're both talking about people. Okay. Yeah. Um, So there is no written description of them eating uh, Captain Thompson and his men, but But I I took a... They had greasy fingers. They couldn't... How are you going to write it down? You just ate barbecue. Yeah. I took a description of another time white guys were eaten by uh, the Maori, so you can get get the feel. Great. Wanted to have that. (laughs) Quote, I watched the preparation of the body by the white soldier for the warrior's feast. The head was first cut off with a tomahawk, 
And then the body was cut open and prepared as a butcher prepares a beast he has killed. The body was laid on red-hot stones in the bottom of the uh, imu, which is an earth oven, so that the outer skin could be scraped off easily. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, was, <laughs> this was done by the cannibal cooks with sharp cockle shells. Water was then poured over the hot stones to create uh, steam, which was to cook the meal, and green leaves were spread on top of the stones. Then the man meat was placed in the oven. The body was cut up into convenient portions and arranged so as to cook it thoroughly. Because you don't want raw, uh, dude. No. No. No, you don't want hooshi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the oven was five feet long and about three feet deep, and there were several layers of meat with green leaves between each. Some of the pieces, such as the rib portions, were set on the edge with hot stones between them. The thickest pieces were the meat cut from the thighs. Mmm. The hands were laid with the palms uh, up uh, because when they cooked, they would curl up. Oh, wow. That, you, that's how you know you're eating a lot of man. <laughs> it's like, nah, it's way better like this. Then they curl. Uh, who wants a fist? Dip it in the ranch. It's really good. Have you had fist dippers? <laughs> Have some fist poppers. Come on. Who's writing this down as well? Who's the historian brave enough to see dudes eating men and go, I'm just going to take this down. Well, <laughs> what, what are you writing? Nothing? What Dave isn't revealing is the last thing he wrote was, oh, fuck. <laughs> they did it right, though. I mean, so far. But this isn't an account of the, the, the time in the story. This is No, but this, a, is, this is the time. general sort of ceremony that's done. Yeah, it all you... sounds yum so far. I feel very uh, peckish. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, the hands curl up. We and... remember. And the hollow palm was full of gravy. What? Oh, <laughs> no. my God. Okay, no, here's the thing. No, you made that up. Now, okay, this is the thing. That it is, to me, it's crazy, obviously, but it is crazy to not see some sort of, like, you, we eat fle- humans eat flesh all the time. So this is just, this is flesh, and it no, sounds I, like I, they're doing, I mean, if they're putting gravy in palms, I, they kind of know what they're doing. I, I... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. I don't eat meat, and I'm like, I mean, I'd take a bite of a gravy palm. <laughs> yeah, look, they've clearly been working with recipes, and no, I don't think it's a big deal to. Why not fucking eat people? At I this mean, point, with the population out of control, we should switch. KFC should just start cooking humans. <laughs> Boom. You get like a sort of a brain disease, don't you? If you That's from people. actually, I believe, eating brain. I don't think it's from, uh, as I recall, I think that was. Also, oh, if you avoid in, the brain, you're fine. fine. Yeah, I believe. Oh, let's I do believe, it then. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, uh, quick sidebar, David, how do you know this? Did you think I'm going to eat my mate and then pulled out of it after a quick no, Google No, you know, you get on the internet and you read things, don't you? <laughs> you know, you have to think these you, things you're just, through. You're just bait-clicking through some cannibal stuff. <laughs> well, remember, and you come David across, tickled. Or maybe, so. or maybe you're like, maybe you're looking into whether or not you should eat people and you're like, oh, no, I don't want to go crazy. Um, but I what think is th- this? A, a fist recipe, I guess. <laughs> well, oh, gravy in the palm. I think, though, I think if, if, if you were presented with, like, eating the flesh of your worst enemy... Yep. ...or eating, like, the flesh of, like, this new puppy that you'd gotten... So, so I'm choosing between eating my old riding partner and a dog. Yeah. yeah. Which, well, no, it's a, a puppy. cute puppy, so you've got to pick. Probably, you'd probably pick the human. Would I would pick? probably eat... Yeah, I'd probably eat uh, BJ. Exactly. <laughs> well, we don't need to get his name involved. I think we do. <laughs> I think we do. Um, DJ. No, I would not want to eat a puppy, but like if there was like a like a 
you know, dead dude, I'd be like, all right, I'll take some thigh. <laughs> I, I don't think you're near exactly what David is saying, because you're just saying, yeah, I'll eat the dude over a puppy. He was sort of bringing some sort of spiritual element to it, but you're, it seems like you want to eat men, honestly. <laughs> I mean, is that what yeah. this is? What happened? That is what this is. <laughs> what, okay. happened, uh, what happened with uh, BJ? Oh, he was a monster. He would screw at me all the time, and, uh, and uh, we eventually he... We had a show at Amazon, and he delayed it so long that they ended the deal. Oh, no, shrivel his hands and yeah. the yeah. palms uh, and yeah. the gravy. Uh, Eat that shit. Great. Yeah, and then, uh, and then I ate him. Hmm. But that's, that's Hollywood. That's, Amazon, like, that's just Hollywood. That's just what we do there. We, yeah. eat, we eat our enemies. Uh, so, oh, okay, so the, there's gravy. We know uh, there's gravy in the goddamn palm. Uh, the, uh, the gravy hand thing was a great delicacy to the older Maori. Mats and other coverings were laid on top again and water poured over them and then the earth was laid over all so that no steam was permitted to escape and the body took between two to three hours to cook. So they're just braising the human. It's like a it's like a um, uh, what? <laughs> I think they want us to hug them Dave we're not, and that... we're in their world we should hug them because we know what happens if we don't listen. Yell it at once. One, Hun- two, honey? three. Honey. <laughs> well, that didn't help. Uh, what is happening? Hun- honey. It's when you cook cook underground. Oh, okay, so you don't need up. to get frustrated with us. Okay? You should have seen the look on their faces. They're like, Jesus Christ, how many times do we have to shout it at your face? <laughs> but it's like uh, in in Hawaii they they bury uh, a pig yeah. and uh, they pig cook, roast, but it's similar. not but it's not called uh, uh, no we're not talking about clams we're not right Hawaii, now Hawaii so we have a different name for it. Yeah. I was just saying that it's sort of the same idea behind it. You, yeah, I like you how you just discovered languages. In Hawaii they don't call it this. What's going on? You know, in America it hasn't caught on, so it's not real. So, <laughs> so you guys know. Um, uh, so those, so those guys, Thompson and the other guys were eaten and as word, uh, spread, people from neighboring villages came to partake in the, uh, in the meal after the, you know, Utu. Um, uh, so they, they believed obviously this was, uh, Utu for the poisoning of the harbor and, um, that it killed so many people. So at night, the warriors put on the clothes of the dead sailors, grabbed their muskets and paddled, uh, back uh, to the Boyd in the boats. Oh, boy. Oh, Boyd. And when they got to the Boyd, they were greeted by the crew who were like, hey, you guys, what's going on? You guys look great. Uh, but it wasn't the crew. This is dope. <laughs> this is like, has anyone seen the movie Face Off? Yeah. This is basically the same concept. I don't know if they saw Face Off back then, but I like what, the way they're going with this. <laughs> well, that's actually how they prepared their meals. <laughs> <laughs> What um, year is this? Sorry, was this supposed to be... It's, uh, it's like 1808 or 1808. 1808, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, so uh, so they, they're greeted by the crew. The crew's like, hey, what's up? And other uh, Maori were waiting uh, nearby uh, for the signal to attack. And then the, uh, the guys in the, in the outfits quietly slipped onto the ship. Most of the crew were killed in their beds. Uh, then their bodies were taken onto the deck. The passengers were brought up to the deck and then killed. 
Five of the passengers managed to get up into the masts where they remained safely for a little while. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, that, that is like, that is a nightmarish way to go. Yeah. That yeah. truly is. To be like on a mast, like, oh, God, they're getting up here. And they, and they were looking down as the uh, Maori carved up the, the crew and everybody else for getting ready for the feast. So they're I like, I think we got to like, pray for them to get full. That's <laughs> our biggest hope is that they get full fast. So they're like preparing the meat. Uh, down below. Uh, oh my God. Okay, so I, I think that they're, they're planning on eating all of us. As I'm looking down there now, they're really having, I mean, they're making salads. I don't think uh, <laughs> this is a whole thing they're doing. You look concerned. No, it's just such an image. It's yeah. like a, yeah, it's yeah, like it's a beautiful. film. It's, like, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, no, it's fucking it's insane. You couldn't write this, that. It's awful. Yeah. It's, it's really awful. Yeah. No, it's not great. Awful. I mean, you, 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 but you were involved in Tickled. That was fucked up, too. <laughs> Just tickling. <laughs> this is fucked up. Was it just tickling? It wasn't. It wasn't. It never it was, is, is it? <laughs> it's about power. I, um, I, I think this is great. It's gone. The story has gone from zero to a hundred real quick. It's <laughs> that image, like up the fucking mast, looking yeah. down at yeah. a, a feeding frenzy. You're like trades going great. Christianity's coming on board. Yeah. We're all getting together. We've got a prefab goddage. All our buddies are coming back on a boat. <laughs> Now, all of a sudden, it's taken a real turn. But fair enough, you know. you got to yeah. get Utu when you got to get Utu. So, in the morning, Tapahi arrived from the Bay of Islands. He'd come to do some trading with the Fangaroa Maori, and then he was like, what the hey, fuck? Hey, guys, 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 guys! <laughs> what are we doing? You hungry? The people on the mast... We saved you a gravy fist. The people on the mast screamed out to him for help, and he was able somehow to take them to shore. But wow. it wasn't a great escape because the Fangaroa uh, tribe saw him and gave chase in their canoes. And once the passengers were on shore, Tapui's warriors ran after them and clubbed them to death. All but one, apparently. Uh, of all the people on the ship, now only five people were allowed to live. Anne Morley was a passenger with a baby, and some Maori women felt sorry for her. Uh, they helped her get on shore and hide. The cabin boy who had given George food was allowed to live. That's a good move. He was a legend. Love that guy. Yeah. You never know what a little act of kindness is going to do, you guys. Yeah. Think about that when you tweet at me. <laughs> um, they, uh, there was also two-year-old Betsy Broughton who was allowed to live. Her mother, uh, not so much. Didn't make the, uh, yeah, didn't make it. That's she was be. clubbed to death, which is a cool thing for a two-year-old to see. Mm -hmm. And then the only man who was alive, uh, the uh, adult male, was the uh, second mate who they were going to keep as a slave. Okay, so he made a compromise. Yeah. Negotiated. Um, Tapuhi's men started plundering the ship. They towed it to a mud flap, uh, mud flat and spent some time uh, stripping the ship. The thing they really wanted were the muskets in the weapon storage room, so they broke in and saw some barrels. Now, the Maui were not familiar with how gunpowder worked, and it is assumed they tried to break into the barrels because there was a massive explosion. Oh, God. Uh, the ship deck was blasted towards the sky. Pieces of Jesus. body and ship parts rained down into the water. Oh, my God. Who, who's going to live? Anyone living? <laughs> Does anyone walk away from this one? This is real. It's carnage. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not great. Um, the ship had uh, a cargo of whale oil and coal, so it just sat there fucking burning big time. Uh, 
It's like a Michael Bay film. Yeah, it really. It's just it like really is. you know, you're just looking everywhere and it's just chaos, and you don't know why you're watching it, but it's just happening and it's crazy. <laughs> um, the explosion knocked the ship loose from its anchor, so it drifted, burning across the harbor, and then sank. Okay. So this whole thing was a pretty big deal why? in the harbor. <laughs> People reacted to what had happened? Yeah, no, the news spread. and uh, Honey, re- they're not talking about boats anymore for some reason. I mean, sort of. <laughs> the news spread and reached the Bay of Islands where Captain Barry of the city of Edinburgh ship had made a deal with the Maori there. And he was having the uh, your tree. the Cody? Yeah, Cody. he was having spars put on ship. Like, he's fucking killing it. <laughs> And then he noticed some men talking, uh, and the interpreter came over and said he had something to tell him. But first, he had to finish paying for the spars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Eight, nine, ten. Everyone you know is gone. Um, pleasure, as usual. Quote, his request being complied with, he then informed us that he had received accounts from those people of the capture of a ship by the natives of... Thangaroa, who had killed and eaten the captain and crew. That's a weird thing to hear. Yeah, I mean, uh, you got to break that. It, you got to chunk that out a little bit. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Could you go back? So uh, there was a huge uh, fight, and um, uh-huh. you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of people uh, have passed, and okay. a lot of people you know are probably gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's so hard. That's and then, really um, hard to hear. Yeah. No. They were my and then. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, so take that in. Uh, And then, um, you know, after that, they, 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 you know, they, they prepared the 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 people that for the burial you love, miss. Yeah, for the burial, sort of. Um, You know, they kind of, they kind of, they kind of buried them in a grill. Uh, It's sort of, um, they buried them in a grill for like two to three uh, hours. Excuse me. They put them down. They buried them in a. You know, talking about a honey. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. I am. I'm glad you are familiar with the terminology. And so they, so they, they, they buried them in a grill, and uh-huh. then they, they uh, exhumed the, the bodies what? for a... Well, let no, me finish. you said... Okay. Yeah, they exhumed the bodies for a barbecue. Um, uh, what are they... Uh, uh, like a pig or... Your friends. And, um, and they oh. ate them, uh, ate, and uh, hold on. all the people that you like and, and love, and they're gone, and they ate them, and they have this thing they do... <laughs> No, no, they, uh, and you got to um, see this because I, this is some like Rachel Ray shit right here. This is like <laughs> they they do a whole spread where they've got the hand. You wouldn't think because if, if you cook I, and I'm sorry, just let me if you cook a hand down, you're missing the best part because it makes a great little gravy spoon. It's almost <laughs> nature's ladle. It's like God made a big spoon for you. Speaking of spoons, we're missing a bunch. Anyway, <laughs> they're they're gone. Uh, uh. Other than that, are you good? Are you... <laughs> uh, so, uh, right. So that the, the, the Fangro uh, tribe have uh, procured the firearms and ammunition of the ship and elated with their victory, although the only result of surprise and treachery had determined to come around and attack our ship. Therefore, he observed, you must no longer weaken yourselves by sending away boats for spars, but must keep all your men on board and quit New Zealand as soon as possible. 
And besides, while it may be necessary to remain here, you ought to receive on board all my friends and dependents in assisting in defending you. So this Maori guy wants to help. Right. But he's also like, you should, really, it's bad. It's Maybe not find a new good. life. Yeah, you guys probably shouldn't come here because yeah. we've been eating each other for a while. <laughs> you guys just aren't used to it. It's... So Barry decided to send around an armed party to see if the story was true. He also wanted to rescue the captives and look for survivors. So Barry arrived in three ships with armed men, and they saw what was left of the Boyd, which is basically just underwater. Yeah, what, like a piece of fiery wood? Yeah. Barry said it was, quote, the most melancholy picture of wanton mischief. So, that doesn't sound that bad. That's pretty, yeah, that's an <laughs> underwhelming way of putting it. Sorry, underfelming. Um, <laughs> but that really is like, hey, it's a real bummer. Mm. <sighs> Sucks. Mm. What's been going on here? Well, it seems like a lot of mischief has gone on. <laughs> a lot of melancholy mischief. Everyone's gone and eaten. This is a bit of a melancholy scene. <laughs> Uh, Barry had brought along another chief who landed first and went up to George and Tapuhi and some other warriors who had taken part in the massacre. Uh, George and Tapuhi were both wearing cloaks made out of canvas from the sailcloth of the Boyd. Yeah. Sure, sure. Sure, so they made hammer pants out of it. Look, if you take down a boat as legendary as the Boyd, you're going to want to rock like the sail with some threads. That's just a good look. Yeah, you got to bring it. You'd be silly yeah. not to. Yeah. So George and Tapuhi rolled up with a lot of confidence and held out their hands as if they were welcoming, welcoming old acquaintances. Hey, guys, hey. what's up with you guys? What have you guys been doing? You hungry? <laughs> Did you eat? We got some Bob over here. Oh, you're going to love it. They quickly started talking about the massacre and had no problems discussing the details. That was hilarious. <laughs> you should have been there. The whole time we were saying, we wish you were there. It was fucking crazy, to be honest. Uh, what a feast. Barry said they acted like it was, quote, some successful attempt against an enemy ship or superior force. They said the reason for the attack was the flogging. They also said there were some survivors. To get the survivors, Barry made an offer. They could either accept a trade of a pile of axes for the captives, or Barry would have his men shoot at them, and they would have a war. So he's like, you can have all these axes mm -hmm. that I have. Cool. Uh, a big pile of axes. Give me the captains. The axes of evil. Or uh, behind curtain B, we're just going to sh start shooting at you. Take the axes. Yeah. yeah. Take the axes. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. Every time. Yeah. My guess is they took the axes. Yeah. Right, Dave? After a moment, the two chiefs said, quote, trading was better than fighting. And they had a deal. Okay. <laughs> that is shocking news. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they asked Barry to spend the night and have a meal of fish. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know fish had fingernails. <laughs> Those are scales. But Barry was thinking he would be the meal uh, if he took them up on the offer. Quote. I mean, that's like a Looney Tunes moment where it's like, stay for dinner. Wait a minute, I'm dinner. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and just step in the pot. Okay. Cut these carrots fine into the stew. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> That's exactly what happened in Illusion. Yeah, Elmer yeah. Fudd went through that 30 times. <laughs> How many times did they make us Fudd soup? Um, quote, we had seen the mangled fragments and fresh bones of our countrymen with marks even of teeth remaining on them, 
and it certainly could not be agreeable to pass the night by the side of their devourers. It's fair. It's a, con- it's a conflicting moment. Yep. You guys are totally nice, but also you ate our, our uh, bros. And they're there. Right there. He spent the night on one of his boats. In the morning, the Maori brought Ann Morley and the baby and the cabin boy, Tom Davis, and told Captain Barry the two-year-old girl and second mate were still alive. When they looked into it, it turned out the second mate had been given to a neighboring chief as a gift, and he kept the second mate alive to make fish hooks from the ship's metal, metal fittings. But the second mate was really bad at making fish hooks, so he was killed and eaten. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. But also, you can't make some fish hooks. You deserve it. <laughs> this is also a good like try. You know what I mean? Put some effort into something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if there's ever been a motivating moment to make good fish hooks. Yeah, this is not the time <laughs> it's to knowing that if ass. they can't fish, you are salmon. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you just grabbed your chest like, oh, my stars. My stars. <laughs> Two-year-old Betsy had been given to uh, a chief of the Naughty Poo who controlled the islands just outside of the mouth of the Fangaroa Harbor. Captain Barry happened to be a good friend of the father of the two-year-old girl. So he kind of wanted to rescue her. Mm-hmm. So he pulled a pistol at George and Tapuhi and forced Ooh. them onto one of his ships to go with him uh, to one of the islands. Not a good move, is right? This all, <laughs> is this all happening like very quickly? Or is this yeah. over like the space of... Well, um, this a feels week like or a month. yeah. No, it's happening pretty quick. It's not. It's, it's all, all like in twenty minutes. Maybe yeah. it's going Avatar. down. <laughs> this isn't five okay, days. just checking. Yeah. Okay. Um, so full on. Yeah. So no, you said a Michael Bay movie. We're in the third act. Okay. <laughs> so when he got to the, the island, the part where everyone leaves. <laughs> <laughs> when they got to the island, Barry threatened to kill every single naughty poo if Betsy was not uh, returned. And she was handed over. She was wearing the linen shirt of dead Captain Thomas and had put feathers in, and they had put feathers in her hair. So that's nice. That's mm-hmm. cute. Mm-hmm. When she saw the white people in the boat, she yelled out, Mama! Uh. <sighs> How is everybody? <laughs> Sometimes when you're... <laughs> When you're researching these stories, you just sort of go, oh, God, it's like it's too much. Yeah, yeah. You know? The, the, this one was really fucking... But also, sometimes it's so... Like, this is so crazy over the yeah. top that I start to detach from it. Like, it just becomes insane. Yeah, just like keep, a going, Michael Bay keep film. going. Like a Michael Bay film. <laughs> <laughs> There's really no story. <laughs> it's just set pieces of action. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, so George and Tapuhi had fulfilled their end of the bargain. Captain Barry also heard that the ship's log and other valuable papers were around somewhere. So he had George and Tapuhi put in leg irons and left on the Bay of Islands. He said they would be released when the papers were turned over. This is a really, this is really, now you're just getting nitpicky. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a bad call. Well, the papers appeared. There were a few books, a box full of letters, some bills, documents, and when the papers were uh, handed over, Barry went back on his word. He wrote, quote, if an enlightened, if, sorry, if an Englishman committed a single murder, he was hanged, but they had massacred a whole ship's crew and therefore could expect no mercy. But as they are chiefs, I would not degrade them by hanging, but would shoot them. That's nice. 
sweetie. It's a uh, he's being cool. He's gonna he's not he gonna. He's breaking him. a deal though, right? How do, uh, I'm just getting interested in the story now. How do the tables turn? Just now. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. just at this moment. The start of it, I've been kind of uh, in and out. How how did the tables turn? Because it seemed like the Maldi were well in control, and then the guys rocked well, up. Well, so the so when they showed up, George and Tabuhi were like, "Hey, man, what are you guys doing? Like, totally like the Utus happened. We're all cool. Yeah, chill, chill." And then and then he pulled a gun on him, and at that point, when they have guns pointed at him, what are you going to do? It's yeah. the the old you know the old trick, the old trickaroo. Yeah, the old trickaroo. Yeah. <laughs> It's actually pronounced Trikairu. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be clear. So Barry loaded two muskets himself. He appointed executioners who were two crewmen who were also Pacific Islanders. They took aim and fired. Okay. Nothing happened. Captain Barry had only loaded the guns with powder, not musket balls. He wanted to <laughs> humiliate the chiefs to show oh. them he had power of life and death over them. What a trickster. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joshing you guys. Good Lord. <laughs> Come on. Barry then told them he would spare their lives if they would become slaves of one of... Uh, Is that sparing a life? <laughs> no, it'll just be hell while you live, I mean. <laughs> if they would become slaves of one of uh, Barry's Maori allies, they took the deal. Uh, but that didn't hold up. As soon as uh, they could, the other Maori just let them go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then George and Tapu, he wrote a letter to Barry thanking him for their liberty and saying if he had injured uh, them, it would have led to Utu. <laughs> Man, this Jeez. just never ends. <laughs> After Barry wrote a general warning to ship's masters about the Boyd massacre, it was sent around the Pacific. The warning named the man responsible for the massacre as Tapuhi, not. Tipuhi, totally different dude. Tip, sorry, it's like Tipo. It's like they just spelled it differently. It's Tipohi. It, so it's just spelled incorrectly. Okay. Tipahi was uh, obviously the respected chief of Bay of Islands. He had shown up, right? He was the guy who loved the trade trading. Um, so he was known as a big peacemaker. He understood the advantages of trading, as we talked about. Uh, so a word gets out. That, uh, that I love how much you're smiling about something that's about to happen. <laughs> so word gets out. There's a broadsheet printed in London of the massacre. It describes the atrocious and horrible massacre of the uh, Boyd. Quote, crew of ship Boyd Captain Thompson who were murdered and devoured by cannibals of New Zealand. So then the warning of cannibals went out. Be warned, ye captains, by the fate of Thompson and his crew. Touch not that cursed shore lest you these cannibals purse those most murderous fiends who live by blood. So everyone now thinks that cannibals are you know, eaten, killing, which kind of is... But it, it is, it's almost like good PR in the sense that it's like, don't fuck around. Yeah, people, people are like, this isn't a place to probably yeah. don't go there. Right. Yeah. Right. Except there's such good wood. Yeah, the wood is amazing. It's such a hard thing to balance. Yeah, the wood, yeah. It's actually the foot. So everyone's freaked out by these, uh, these cannibals of New Zealand. Uh, on March the 7th, 1810, five whaling boats landed at the Bay of Islands looking for revenge. They were looking for Tapahi because the name had been spelled incorrectly. Right. Like Gary Gareth. <laughs> Isn't it? Similar. Isn't it? It is. The amount of times. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the pain. Um, uh, 
while they were there, they saw a boat that belonged to the Boyd, and they saw a uh, Maori walking around in European clothing, and to them that was proof. Tapahi uh, thought uh, they were more ships that had come to trade with them, and he came down and welcomed them, and then they shot him. And then they shot everyone else. It was said that every man, woman, and child in sight was shot. Tapahi was shot in the neck and chest, and he somehow managed to escape alive to the wow. mainland. What a rock Jesus. star, right? Yeah, yeah fuck. This guy's fucking... And now we, now they, so the, here's the hero of the Michael Bay it, movie. It really is a Michael Bay thing, too. Where you're like, you wouldn't survive that. <laughs> shot yeah, in the head and neck, board. and he's like, I'm I got a plan. <laughs> they missed every vital organ. I'm sure they did. Mm, this fucking guy. This is such an amazing movie. It makes me wonder why New Zealand's pissing around with the Hobbit franchise. <laughs> See, on the boat where they're trapped up the top of the mast and they're just eating everyone down below. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's perfect. Yeah, what are you doing yeah. doing tickled, mate? This is way better. Yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> One trick pony. That's all I've got. <laughs> but I'm taking this story. We, we, <laughs> that's for sure. Have you gone to David Ferrier's Gravy Palm? It's unbelievable. You have to go there. They, they can do your version of Outback Steakhouse in America. It's oh, yeah. Oh, that would be how you get us back. Be like... Come down to American Joe's. We eat gravy pounds. <laughs> with the cowdy, by the way, what we do with it is because it's so big. Like the thing when you go and like visit a big cowdy tree is you, <laughs> you hug it because to emphasize what? you, you hug try it. and hug it uh-huh. because it's so big you can't get your arms around. Okay, even, yeah, even okay. I'm off board now. I'm like, <laughs> so it's true. Oh, we're weird, but we're not that weird. Just saying. <laughs> That's what everyone tries to Look, do. Look, you're, you're talking to a guy who likes sequoias. It's the biggest, <laughs> it's the biggest tree in the fucking world. Yeah. So, right. uh, Dave has sex with the sequoias. I he have calls no it doubt. Sequoitis. But can you make a sequoia into a door? <laughs> Checkmate. New Zealand wins again. <laughs> uh, uh, so... Um, is this is this all 100% accurate? Like Yes. Cuz I'm I I'm I am sitting here a little bit worried like if this is not really accurate then most of this fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> but almost, we're all good. Almost all of this came from New Zealand uh, actual government and like okay, you know, cool. professors and stuff like I'm, that. I'm amazed I haven't I haven't heard this story at all cuz there's a lot of great stories. We've got the story of Honey Hickey cutting down the flagpole and uh, I'm surprised got... we didn't do that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome up. back. You know, any people from faraway lands are welcome here any time to tell their thank stories. You, thank you, Dave. Thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> <clears throat> um, now, the Maori, uh, the Maori were very surprised that uh, uh, Tapahi had been blamed for what had happened to the boy. Um, now, he survived, uh, and, but then the events that had all just occurred events. Uh, led to... <laughs> The mischief led to the uh, Fangaroa tribes uh, going to war with uh, Tapai's people. So all of this shit led to the tribes fighting each other, which is pretty standard for here, from what I've read. Um, So uh, he died in that uh, intertribal fighting. Um, the Fengaroa Maori and the Bay of Islands people were at war for a long time. In 1812, three years after the massacre of his tribe, the Lord's Committee of the Privy Council, fucking British people, <laughs> held an... The in- Lord's Privy! 
council. <laughs> We've had a quick sidebar with the Lord. Very happy. Very happy. <laughs> you were all privy to the Lord. Yes. Oh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so three years later, the Solicitor, solicitor uh, General wrote uh, to them saying, in his opinion, the whalers were guilty of murder when they attacked Tapahi's people. In the eyes of English justice, Tapahi was innocent. Two-year-old Betsy went on to that, have... That's sort of shocking, right? I, totally shocking. Right? Totally you shocking. Never, I mean, that is what is... Like, uh, the, the idea that you never pay attention to where it actually started... Like, you really, we have such short attention spans and always have when it comes to that stuff where it's just like, well, what just happened? It's like, well, where did it start from? It but started the, from bullshit. But that's because in America, so that's the thing I've, I've noticed about both Australia and this history a little bit, is that there were, there were people who were like, yeah, no, don't fucking kill everybody. Not in America. They were just like, fucking burn it down. Yeah. Uh, no, and that's still that, and that, Yeah, that's changed. Um, <laughs> So, two-year-old Betsy went on to have a long and happy life. Uh, she married a wealthy Australian sheep farmer and had 17 children. Jesus. Did she have a happy life or was she constantly <laughs> like, ice, ice? So, these are like the post-credit yeah, we're doing, titles. Yeah, that now we're out. doing That's the That's right. This post-scroll. is like the where, okay. yeah, what happened yeah. to her? Yeah, I'm just taking notes. I'm unemployed right now, so like I need a new thing. This is great. Okay, post-credit uh, notes. Yeah. She had 17 children, 78 grandchildren, and 18 great-grandchildren, uh, she, she watched them grow up before she died. That's fucking crazy. So she started, she started having babies at like nine. Yeah. Uh, her You'd home, think she would open a grill. <laughs> her home near Sydney is now a... And that's where they turned. <laughs> her home near Sydney is now a National Trust Heritage Building. Anne Morley, who was saved uh, with her baby took another ship back to England after the ordeal. That ship stopped in Lima, Peru, where she died uh, like, like it was a prequel to Final Destination. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. Why do people get on boats? <laughs> to get in the paper. They always die. <laughs> uh, Tom Davis, the cabin boy, lived another 13 years, then he drowned off New South Wales. Jesus. <laughs> So we're really um, hanging our hat on the 78 grandchildren. Yeah. After the massacre, New Zealand and especially uh, the Fangaroa Harbor were seen as a dangerous place full of cannibals. The Maori became feared. When Samuel Marston arrived in 1814 to establish his church missionary society, tensions between uh, the two tribes were still simmering. He invited the chiefs from the Fangaroa and the Bay of Islands aboard his ship and gave them gifts and asked them to ensure peace between their people. Eden. <laughs> Eat that motherfucker. <laughs> and by peace, I mean a piece of your rib. I thought you, were, I thought you said Eden. And I was like, oh, Christianity. It's all coming back. You know? It's like, oh, Christian reference. I'm on board. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Eat them. Yeah. Uh, Marsden said, quote, each chief saluted the other and then went around to each one, pressing their noses together. They also assured him that they would never harm another European. That doesn't happen. Uh, there, Marsden learned the truth about what had happened and that Tapahi was incorrectly blamed for the Boyd. He went about trying to clear the name of Tapahi, but Captain Barry was convinced he had been there from the beginning and had given the signal for the attack. 
Barry also alleged Tapahi had gotten the five passengers down from the mast in order to get them on land so they could be killed. So well, you've got to get them down. Someone's yeah. got to do it. <laughs> yeah. They're going to stay out there forever. Yeah, but so, so this... So it's Barry. Yeah, Captain Barry. Captain Barry. Might yeah, so he was just kind of a dick uh, a little bit. Uh, there was a travel advisory for some Europeans. The Boyd incident put New Zealand in the avoid, if at all possible, category. <laughs> really? A pamphlet circulating in uh, Europe warned sailors off the cannibal isles, touch not that cursed shore lest you these cannibals pursue. We wow. still that We still tell that to Americans to this day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we still came. <laughs> So bold. Wait a minute, aren't we so, having dinner after this? <laughs> you <Yes>. bastards! <laughs> so in the end, uh, there was one guy arguing that Tapahi had done it when he really hadn't. Right, when he was trying to help. Yeah. Uh, well, that uh, was fucking crazy. <laughs> what happened to the uh, lady in the house who, the, who was saving up for a good day? Oh. <laughs> they never this- went back. She's still there. <laughs> Is my husband here? <laughs> Hello? She is in mint condition. <laughs> Hello? Boy, that is mm. crazy. When, but, you were, when you were selecting stories for New Zealand, were there a few that you sort of had to whittle down? Or well, there was one about yes. you in the tree, but it didn't have enough meat on the <laughs> Yeah, Were there a few? So there were three. Okay. Uh, Gotta save them. One, yeah, I'll probably do one again another time, but it's a fascinating story about uh, a mayor that, uh, I don't know what city he was in, but uh, he's the first... Lynn uh, Brown? The first out... Oh. <laughs> this little story there. He was, the fir- he was the first outed uh, uh, gay guy, really, in New Zealand, and it doesn't go well. Whoa, oh. I didn't know that story either. It's fascinating. Well, well, we just did one. Let's everybody so, calm the fuck down. But there were also, th- there were like two other ship incidents that were like this. That just oh, a lot of ship fucking incidents. crazy. Yeah. Ship incidents, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I do like is that it feels even-ish at points in the story. <laughs> like, well, yeah. You, what, like, it, which we rarely actually hear the sort of, like, that's sort of what we were saying a couple days. De- like, the way the white people took over America... There wasn't... I mean, they just went all in. At yeah, least we here, went all there's in. some escalation going on where it's It'll like... go back and forth. Yeah, and a little bit. I mean, I know it's not a I mean, pillow to put your head on, but... Um, there's actually an, there's an amazing New Zealand film called, called Utu. Oh, oh there really? is. That you must watch. Oh, wow. It's real kick-ass. Okay. It, it's, it, a, it's not about this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's another Utu. Oh, okay. Do you mean YouTube? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry. There's a great um, New Zealand film you should check out. It's called uh, The Hobbit 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's very similar to this. I think we know that one. Uh, but the, the Maori were fucking badass fighters. Yeah. And they were like the... like in, a, in America, we had some tribes like the Nez Pierce who were the same thing where the, the whites rolled in and they were like, oh, these guys are good at fighting. And they would just get fucking killed. But I also like the idea that, like, that it all comes from like balance. Like that there's something about... They were trying to... I mean, granted, they went, you know, deep in the barbecuing. But, <laughs> but it is responding to, like, unsolicited violence. Right? Yeah. It was responding to the flu, wasn't it? Or the, the flogging? And the... More the fl- I mean, I guess probably both. But the flogging to me is the one where it's like, you just, you know, it's a fucking... What the fuck? You beat the shit out of a guy. <laughs> I mean, it's going to piss off people who like him. 
Yeah, at the you end, know? they... At the Maybe, end. And you can't be upset at the retaliation. Be like, no, come on, I was just hitting him. It's like, well, get in the barbecue, motherfucker. That's how we do it. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> they, um... I forgot what I was going to say. It's okay. I think you were going to say what I said, which is get in the barbecue, <laughs> motherfucker. It's the catchphrase of New Zealand. <laughs> Besides hugging the tree. <laughs> Throw another man on the barbie. Yeah. <laughs> we, we actually have a famous butcher chain here in New Zealand called the Mad Butcher. And I Sorry. somehow feel like this is somehow related. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah it's so yeah. weird. Our main celebrities in New Zealand, like literally, there's like two main ones. One is a wizard... <laughs> and the, like, actually, down, down an, south. An, an actual wizard? An actual wizard. Yeah, like, that's all he's on TV for. It's like, this is a wizard. This is what he's got to say. The other <laughs> what the one, fuck does that even mean? Our other main... Well, what does he have to say? Don't David? worry about it. He's a wizard. The other main one, our other main celebrity... <laughs> what is he like? The goblins are coming! Is it Gandalf? Our other... No, he's just the wizard. That's okay, his name. Sure. The other main celebrity we have is a butcher. <laughs> And what in the called, fuck is mad. happening? He's mad, and he's called the Mad Butcher. And you know, he's our main guy. Really and by mad, we wizard. mean racist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's a racist butcher who sells meat. Yeah. It was a real downfall. Well, it's good to hear he's franchising. Um, Things get really weird on islands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not a... Yeah, it's true. Oh, we also have Lord. Uh, she's normal. She's fine. <laughs> the one with the rings? <laughs> we've got two we've, we've doubled down on laws <laughs> good oh I see what you did there <laughs> what do you um, have in America Transformers and Donald Trump good, good shit by the way Michael Bay New Zealand Bay wins film. again motherfuckers yeah. I think uh, you guys might have the last laugh on this one um, yeah but all the crazy American rich people are coming here to escape the end times, so you're gonna. So we're gonna get. turn America into New Zealand, motherfuckers. Once we get out the Americans, the Chili's are gonna hang back. I I I got an argument with a um, American NRA guy um, down in Invercargill just the other day. Oh, that's so weird. They're usually so fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was like National Respect Association. <laughs> I was like, do you not feel like maybe America needs a little bit of gun control? I didn't mean to preach to him. He started the topic, and, um, and he was like, oh, you don't hear about um, 37 people were stabbed in China, but the anti-gun lobby is suppressing that information and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I go, you sound like a crackpot, mate. And he's like, well, I don't call you a lefty wanker. And I was like, well, you just did. <laughs> and he was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> Cunning. So now if you I've learned this from the NRA If you want to insult someone Just say I don't call you an asshole And then they can't take offence to it Right Because you didn't Jesus call them that Christ. No the knife gun uh. argument Is always one that ends well <laughs> I've One of my best Like few and best Facebook moments Was when someone was just like Going off about how uh, You know guns at that Shooting in Orlando If it was You know it wouldn't have mattered And I was like Well what if it was knives Do you think 58 people would have died And he's like Well probably not 58 <laughs> I was like, okay, pretty clear that I won this. Uh, <laughs> great. Um, thank you guys so much for coming out. Thank you. Give it up for Guy and David. Check out Tickle. I think we're going to go out there in the yeah, front. we'll be out there. We'll be out there in the front uh, selling posters or whatever we do. I don't know what we do. Who knows what we do. Thank you guys so much. It's great to be here. We appreciate it. Truly. Yeah. 
Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.